Episode 5 The Mother's Story Hello and welcome to Famine Monologues, a new six-part fictional series on the Irish famine, written by Anna Carey and performed by leading Irish actors as part of the Great Famine Project on rte.ie forward slash history. In this episode, a destitute young mother describes the horror of being evicted. The young mother is played by Ashling Kearns. Where are you from, sir? Are you after coming over from England? A newspaper. Well, I don't blame you for wanting to see if all the stories you've heard about Claire are true. About the hunger and the dead. Sure, maybe I wouldn't have believed it all myself if I hadn't lived through it. Oh, it was a hard life before. I'd never say it wasn't. But now it's harder. <laughs> no, sir. We haven't always lived here under this bridge. Of course we haven't. We used to live in the lands of Gurnatua. We had some land that we farmed, and my husband made the best use of it he could. He held four acres and a half of land, and three acres of bogland. It was hard work, sir. But he made it do. We paid the usual sort of rent, sir. Our yearly rent was seven pounds and four shillings, and that wouldn't have been in a common around here. But we were put out last November, myself and all the children. My husband owed some rent and the landlord and his men showed up. No pity. <laughs> Bless and save you, sir, if you think they don't mind putting a woman and her children out on the road. Sure, men like that do worse than that every day. All over the townland are families living under bridges like this, or in old graveyards or in fields and hedges, because landlord's men sent them out of their homes. And their homes would have been simple enough to start with. We had a nice little cabin now. A bit of turf it was. And my husband had made a little window to let a bit of light and air into it. Because if you've been in a cabin, sir, you know how close they can get. And when you let your fire rise, it would be red with the smoke and you'd be coughing too. I always tried to keep that cabin nice and clean. But you couldn't say about every wife in the townland. Not at all. There was a stream behind the cabin where you could wash. But I tried to be nice and clean myself. You wouldn't think so to look at me now. I know that. I was on my own in the house when they came to the house. I was at the timeline in fever. I couldn't have told you what day it was. And I was very weak. And I was only two months away from my downline. My confinement, sir. I was going to have a baby. My mother had been looking after me and the children while my husband looked for work to get us a bit of food. So my mother took the children over to my brother so I could try and get a bit of sleep. Dan Sheedy and five or six men came to tumble my house. They wanted me to give them possession of the place. Of course I said I would not. And they wanted some corn too, that my husband had earned from farming the land. I said they couldn't have it. We didn't have a thing to eat in the house that day. My husband was out looking for more work and some food too. Oh, if he'd have been there, he'd have sent that Sheedy and his crew away. I know that. He wouldn't have cared how many there were. He'd have fought them all. But what could I do? A woman in a fever, almost ready to birth the child. Did they go away? Of course they did not. No, they commenced knocking down the house above me. Suds were falling down around me. I was so weak with the fever, I couldn't move at all. I thought they would bury me alive. Maybe they would have. 
My friends have to help me. They half of the house knocked down when two neighbours saw what they were doing and ran to my aid. Oh, sir, they were women. Their names were Nels Belesley and Kate Howell. And may they get their reward in heaven because I can't show them how thankful I am on earth. But they gave out to Sheedy and his men. What do you think you're doing? shouted Nell. Yet think she was a queen the way she talked to Dan Sheedy. Knocking down the house on top of a mother in a fever. We're doing what we're been paid to do, said Sheedy. Not a bit of remorse on him. Well, says Kate, it's a good thing your father is dead, Dan Sheedy. Because if he could see what you're doing now, he'd wish you'd never been born. Because old John Sheedy was a good man. And a kind and generous one. And everyone remembers that. No matter what his son might do to his old neighbours. But Dan Sheedy just spat on the ground and laughed in Kate's face. Still, not a bit of shame on him. My father didn't know the value of hard work, he cried. But I do. Take this old baggage out if you can. Must help her, says Nell. You can't be reasoned with. Sheedy and his men kept knocking down the walls of the house as Nell and Kate carried me out. I was wearing the clothes you see me in now, sir. And the rest of my things, such as they were, were buried under the sods of the cabin. Nell took me to her house. I had the priest and doctor attend to me shortly after. The priest, Father Meehan, called the doctor as soon as he saw me. Father Meehan anointed me. I thought my final hour had come. This is the fault of Dan Sheedy, said Nell, and her eyes were blazing. Oh, Nell, said Father Meehan, let us pray for Bridget rather than cursing her to mentor. I lay in Elle's cabin for eight days, and then my pains began. I had the creature, he was born dead. Yes, sir, I do mean my child. I don't think I saw his face. I don't remember if I did. I lay for three weeks after that. I didn't care whether I lived or died. The whole of my family got the fever. And my boy, who was 13 years old, died want and with hunger while we were lying sick. His name was James, sir. Oh, is that your name? It's a good name. Nell did her best for him, but he hadn't the strength to fight the fever, so we lost him. Now I wonder how any of us survived it. If it weren't for Nell, maybe we'd all be gone now, instead of living under this bridge. There was only a bit of protection from the wind and the rain. Then Sheedy and his men took the corn into Kilrush and sold it. I don't know what they got for it. This series is a partnership between RTE, the Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaeltacht, Sport and Media, and University College Cork's Atlas of the Great Irish Famine, produced by Ethna Hand, with sound design by John John Meegan. For more information about evictions and women's experiences of the famine, go to rte.ie forward slash history.